And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester at midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by JP Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland champions for the third time. I'm delighted to have with me now is someone that's delighted to be locked down in Ireland. It's uh, happening away and setting the world alight in Australia. It's Kate Flood, Fremantle Dockers, Kate Flood, I should add. She's coming on now to tell us about her experience down under. Kate, thanks a million for coming back on the Loud and Proud podcast. No problem, thanks for having me. Yeah, since I was last talking to you, you won the All-Ireland Junior and then you travelled to the other side of the world. So it's been hard. Yeah. And you won a, a European, uh, Australian Worlds competition in between as well. So it's been all go. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've been full blessed in the last couple of years with both winning the All-Ireland and then getting picked over for the Fremantle Docker. So it's been... So it's been a good couple of months and a good maybe two or three years for me, so happy with that. And the, the pro experience, I know you, you've uh, dabbled in, in professional sports in the past with like soccer and what have you. But what was it like to be a full-time professional athlete in uh, in Australia, playing Australian rules? Can you give us a, maybe a day, what's, it, what's a day in the life of a professional athlete like? Yeah, no, it's it's incredible. I think when I'd be telling people that I don't think they believe me half the time. It's, it's when you get up in the morning and you might have to go out and do uh, like a carnival in the school, which would be going to schools and teaching kids how to play footy, uh, and then you'd go into the training ground in Frio for about half four. So you'd go in and you get your get your physio done if you need a rub or extra bit of stretching or anything like that done and then you're training your pitch for two hours then you come in and you've uh, recovery sessions so it could be ice bath or could be back in as a physio if you're anyway sore after that then you'd have your meeting with the with the manager to run through say if you the game the previous weekend you'd have a meeting about how your game went and then You'd go on to whoever you're playing next again, and then you'd have a meeting then with your line coaches. So I was a forward coach. So you'd go into separate meetings. You'd have forwards, back, and mid meetings, and after that, and then you'd have dinner. So you'd be out, you'd be in there from about half four to about half eight. So it's pretty full on, but there's so much to it, and it is that that professional side of it that. Uh, you, d- you obviously don't mind being there for so long because there is, you couldn't get everything done in a short period of time. Is that every day, kids? That would be three days a week. And then on like a Wednesday, you'd have your own gym session. So you'd have to 
do your gym on your own time in your own gym where you could go into the club and then you'd have maybe on a Monday you might just have recovery so you're in you might have a gym session and then you're doing your ice bath or you'd have a half an hour massage and then you might do like a a recovery lap which includes a lot of stretching and kind of just chatting to the girls and all that so like everything is managed if you have a really tough session on the Thursday your training session on say the Friday or the Saturday will be really cut back and it might be just a bit of fun like a bit of kicking or a bit of shooting so everything is just down to the if you're doing heavy loads or you're not running enough it's all monitored because everything's done in GPS so it's it's pretty pretty professional So you knew when like you probably felt probably the fittest you've ever felt like if you Yeah yeah, because you go over and it's not just this, like your cardio work. Like you have to work on building muscle then as well, and you've nutritionists there, and you've like anything you could think of. There's people in the club there to help you. Yeah. Over Dover was kind of we were working really hard in the gym because suppose in Gaelic the women's gym side of it is not kind of only coming in the last couple of years, and was I suppose it loud. It's only the last maybe two to three years that we've kind of really brought it in and it's only at the start of the year but over there you're doing gym at least twice a week and then you have your pitch sessions as well so all the coaches are able to see the running loads that you're doing after you're doing the gym session as a group so they know if you're not working hard enough that you're they will push it and then if you're not if you're doing too much running then they'll obviously pull the sessions back and kind of make it more kind of skill and base or there was one of the sessions I think it was kind of it was a bit cold over there for the girls so on our training ground there's a public uh, swimming pool and uh, slides and that and we got to go in there for a training session just to have a bit of crack and have a bit of fun and so like it's there's a lot of professional in, in it but it's still very enjoyable like they don't take the enjoyable part out of it because when I was going over I was like my season is going to be so so tough but we done a 2k time trial and then it was literally all work and running with the ball and getting used to the ball and there's no you're running a 7k or so many sprints or running up and down hills everything was done with a ball yeah and everything was monitored so they knew that obviously we were getting fitter but it was just everything was just so, so enjoyable with them. and you, you love that side of it like like i know it's nice to dream of being or aspire to be a professional athlete but it is hard work but but did you love that the fact that you've been like you're you're running to what you have to run and you're you're getting well looked after in terms of facilities and food and nutrition is, is that is, is it did you live out your dream yeah no it was in, incredible like cause, like after training session you'd go in and you have your ice bath and all that's there and then you've time to have your showers and then you go up and you get fed and things that you know rushing home like yeah, being yeah. here like soaking wet and then having to get your dinner and then having to get back up some of the girls obviously it, they all, most all of the girls would say are all working anyway and we were working in schools and that was through the club so like you are so well looked after and like there's if you're feeling down there's people to talk to there's like finance committee there's oh, wow, right. there's every, everything you can think of involved in running a professional club was there, like, and it really is incredible. And the the Australians are probably ahead of the curve in terms of like equality, in terms of 
women's sport and men's sport, and it's, it probably should be yeah. the way it always should be. Yeah, well, it's like it's definitely more on par with the men, and like even at our games, the boys would be there, or you'd see them going in and out of the gym. The the boys would be in early in the morning, and they'd train until say about half to kind of three. They'd be having their meetings, and they'd be having downtime, and kind of going through a load of different things. So when they're in, obviously we're not in it, but then as soon as they're out of it, we have that time then to come in, and it's like that. Once the women are in it, the men can't use it. So. It's this club is more as one, but yeah, yeah. they still respect each other, and it is they do respect each other as far the men maybe respect us because they know all the time and effort and training that we're putting in, yeah. and it's the same with us with, with the men. Like we give them their space and they give us our space, but they come support us. Their managers come support us. Anyone that works in this club are all there, like cheering you on. It's not oh, there's women football on. No, we'd rather watch the men's game yeah. it's just on you're on level with each other over there and that's something that's it's really good to see and it's really good to be a part of yeah yeah it must be it must be like empowering i suppose yeah and come here the game itself you you kind of took to it fairly well the, the overall like but the, in terms of conditions uh and then what is it is it a physical game that everyone thinks um yeah, well, the physical side again, I wasn't really too worried about, but I suppose it was getting used to being tackled more so. Yeah. And you've you've no time on the ball. Where here, obviously, you can get the ball, you can knock up, you know, you're not going to be tackled. But over there, you literally you you wouldn't want to have eyes in the back of your head. But you you do you do learn how the game goes and kind of what positions you to be in to better your chances say, to to get on the ball and. Um, there's a lot of things thinking to do because obviously having less time the ball you want to know kind of before you get the ball where you're kind of going to get out and then you handball and then to run on or if you mark it it's to stop and then take your free kick timing so it was at the start it was hard to kind of be used because there's so many different rules and all that it was frustrating to say but as the year went on and the more games I got played that is definitely I was picking it up um, quite quickly then come to the end and was getting uh, on the ball a lot more. So, unfortunately, it kind of did come to an end a bit early for us. But, um, yeah, no, it come to the last couple of games, I was definitely starting to get um, a hold of the game a lot better. Which, yeah, you can actually, which is great, you can check your stats and you can actually see you're getting, you're, you're starting to find your age. You've got a couple of, you have five goals in the last three games. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like over there, obviously, they kick the ball kind of down on straight with their laces. Where yeah. they, the way we kick it, they'd call it like a snap kick. So it was getting used to kicking the ball then as well. But when we were here home before we got over, I had football here and I was able to practice on it. But when you're supposed to under that much pressure, the ball, when you kick the ball, it could go anywhere. So at training, the girls are brilliant. They would always come out and practice and they were. Like telling me how to set it up and everything. So the club, everyone that helped us out over there, they, it was incredible the amount of time and effort they, they put in and uh, made us feel welcome and making sure we had that support when we needed it. So yeah, it was, the club is uh, the club's class in terms of that. Like, like you didn't find that they're, they're, everyone's professional is dog eat dog here. Like they, they, they actually was, they actually were trying to help you out. 
Oh yeah, everyone. So the day we landed, we got in to see the club and we were introduced to, there was that many people and actually uh, there was a couple of hundred people who were introduced the first day because the club is that big. Um, but yeah, we were out before the season started uh, just kicking the ball um, on the field and like the men's coaches would come out and like say, hi, you made a kick it this way or it's all about the drop and the way you're holding it. So it doesn't matter what you were doing or who you were, if you're out practicing, someone would always come, kind of come out and ask how you're getting on and maybe show you a few different tips. And it could be the men or the women's coaches. So everyone gets involved either way and it doesn't matter who you are, which is really great. And then other times we were out training and we got to train with the men's team. It was like a fun day for everyone and they were telling you different ways to kick them different skills and like that. So it's, once you're playing a part of the club, you're involved in every way and hanging out for both of them. Come here, your your position, you're you're a forward midfield. What is the most is it the same? Is it probably the same as yeah, the football midfield forward role or is it more is it more nuanced? Uh, yeah, well I was more I was forward but because you kinda of have to be that what they say is a kickaway. So you have to be a kick away from the ball, no matter kind of where it is in the field. Obviously, if our backs have an our midfielders will be a kick away from them, and then we'd be a kick away from our midfielders. Right. So you can you move anywhere in the field, but you have to be a representative of the ball. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of rules, and it is quite hard to kind of understand what's going on. The first couple of games, I was wondering, not knowing what I was doing or anything. But the more you play and kind of the more you are watching it, the more you pick on to to what's going on and the better positions to get in. Um, but yeah, I suppose with the forwards, you kind of alternate. You don't stay in your one position at home if you're a half forward or you're a car or forward. And you're in the forward line, but you're alternating. And then you have different plays. So when there's like a, a when it goes, the ball goes back into the middle, you'd call whatever play you want to play, so you might have two in the box and then right. three on the 50 line. So, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot to it, but once you kind of get to know the plays and the way the other girls play, it, it, it comes easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so your role there is like a link. It was it well, that midfield kind of link, you're one kick away from the middle of the field to tie it up and the inside forward. So am I following you right? Yeah, well... Yeah, yeah. So if you are say on the fifty line yeah. and then you be that link between the midfielders and then you're kinda of deeper two forwards, yeah. yeah. So so how did you end up getting how, how did you get on the scores then? Did you just come from deep? Uh yeah, well the ball just kinda came into one of the squares and one of them was I just kicked it in a bob along the ground and I just kicked it. And then another one was one of the backyards is to market and I tackled her and if you don't seem to be able if you were given if you mark the ball and you don't get rid of it and someone tacks it it's kind of holding so it's a free kick to the other team okay. and that's how I won and that was my first one and uh, the girls were flagging me because to me it was like it was just a free kick but it was the goal that I scored so I didn't celebrate and then everyone was like you have to celebrate I'm like <laughs> but it was only to me it was only a free yeah, kick yeah. at home. So I got a bit of sticks from that. But uh, 
yeah, so they were showing me a few celebrations and everything, but I said if I score one of the balls in play, I might celebrate, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it just feels just too much like a free kick at home, which you don't celebrate really, so. Would, would maybe would you bring that back to the football? Would you, you're going to celebrate now every every time you get a free. Probably not. <laughs> no. I get some luck thrown at me. What is there anything you would bring back? I know you're talking about like very structured or organised game plan or or roles. Would you bring some of that back to learn in the past? Yeah. 
boy with number 44, does he have to pick your number? Yeah, uh, but with soccer, I was old being number 4, and then Gaelic, I was 14, and they were gone. So I was like, I'd go for something a bit mad, cause, and then I was like, 44 with it, so the number 4 kind of follows me either way. So, it's kind of my lucky number, so I was like, I'd go for 44. Bunch. You have the, as you've seen there a couple of weeks ago, that the, the manager, your manager has been voted with the best manager in the, in the AFW, AFLW. Like a team to the other side of the world rather than your county or where you come from? Uh, 
kind of known kind of really knows what's going to happen. So, yeah, if I was got offered a second year contract, yeah, I'd take with both hands and give it another, another go. Um, and hopefully we'd uh, get to finish out the year and do this setup. But, um, yeah, no, definitely. If I was offered a second year, I'd definitely take it. Brilliant. And also, uh, while you're away, um, you'd, be, you'd be happy to know Laird will be doing quite well as well. Yeah. Um, has, has the manager been in touch with the new man, Wayne Freeman? Uh, yeah, I found him when I was over there, but I was supposed to be staying in Australia doing a bit of travelling there at the minute. I wasn't home in July, until July time, um, so I kind of didn't promise anyone anything because I just didn't know what way I'd be. But unfortunately, the way things have gone, no one really knows what's going on. So, uh, yeah, I followed them when I was over there and was in touch with um, Ian and a few of the girls and um, asking how they were getting on and that. And unfortunately, the way things ended up, they didn't get the chance to, to go on and win the league because they have been doing so well. And both, they were on the feet of them as well. But, um, yeah, hopefully, in a matter of, of months or weeks or how long it'll be, the football will get back up and start and running. And uh, hopefully they can get a good goal in the championship. But that could be a silver lining with the COVID. You could end up back in with legs and carrying them on to intermediate success. Yeah, well, actually, well, we don't really know. Like, I'm yeah. obviously still training away here myself and doing anything that I can do, but to run and kind of do a few different markets and that. But um, I suppose we just kind of have to wait and see what we everything pans out. And, Well, I was in isolation for two weeks, so I couldn't do much. And oh, no. um, what did I do? I suppose I missed my dog. I'm just kind of the Irish. I know the Irish weather's been nice for the last week or two, but you just kind of miss the Irish air. Over there, it's very warm. Okay. The air is very like I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, Irish fresh air is again. No, you, you, you. What you want to say is you want. You you miss the Irish rain and it hasn't rained. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, but when it was raining over there, the girls were like, "We're not going outside playing." And then that, I'm like, "It's warm. The rain is warm." I was like, "You just need to get outside in it." But yeah, they're not used to the rain or cold over there at all. Well, Kate, thanks very much for coming on. Very good to see you. And well, unfortunately, suppose well done on a great season over there. Yeah, thank you very much for having me.
his face. Man, we just fell about the place. If that chick don't wanna know, forget her. 